I know everyone has memories of cracking open some wonderful pistachios. I used to always throw a bag of the classic roasted, salted, wonderful pistachios in the cart when I was grocery shopping growing up. And I remember always having a bowl going in the kitchen while cracking them open. Roasted salted is still my classic, but recently I've been trying all the flavors. And I must say, even though I love in-shell pistachios for the activity of cracking them open, Wonderful Pistachios, no shell, salt and vinegar might just be my new favorite. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. There's six grams of protein per one ounce serving. That's packing a protein punch. Chili roasted, honey roasted, sea salt and pepper, jalapeno lime. There are so many flavors to try out and Wonderful Pistachios has become one of my favorite snacks recently. I need my snacks to be a good source of protein and I love when I can eat snacks with my hands. It's easy, it's fun, what more can you ask for? I also really like using the no-shell pistachios from Wonderful Pistachios to put on salads or rice bowls. Spring and summer salads are going to be so good. I can't wait to add the jalapeno lime ones to a fresh salad. And I've been using the chili roasted flavor on top of rice bowls recently. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more and find out where you can get wonderful pistachios near you. The weather is getting warmer here in Boston, finally, and I'm sure wherever you are in the world, you guys experience the same thing. The second the sun comes out, the second it gets warm, everyone says goodbye to jackets and sweaters and starts wearing spring and summer fits for the rest of time. I don't care if it gets rainy. I don't care if it gets colder again. I'm in spring and summer fits because I'm standing in my power. And I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul this year because it just felt fitting with a new era. And obviously, I want high quality pieces, but I don't want to spend a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Because these are high-quality pieces, they're staying in my wardrobe. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, and they even show you on the website how much you're saving, which is awesome. Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the costs of the middleman and passes those savings on to us. I recently got a really, really nice linen set of like pants and a short sleeve button-up, both in white linen, which is awesome. And I know they're gonna be my staple all spring and all summer. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash goals for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goals to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash goals. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Girls with Goals with your hosts, Anne Catherine and Caroline. Today, we have a guest episode for you with Victoria Alario, and we are getting into all things confidence, standards, and just raising the bar on your own lifestyle. All right, we are joined with Victoria Alario, who is raising the bar for girls who want more through her show for the girls and through coaching, sharing her own life on social media, and her clothing brand, Vixen the Label. So, Victoria, I love how much you embody confidence within your show and your brand and just everything you do and I want to know more about how for the girls came to be and just what your show aims to accomplish yeah well first of all thank you girls so much for having me because I'm always excited to share these things with anybody (laughs) so I'm like whoever wants to listen let's talk Mm -hmm. about it um but yeah so how for the girls came to be, I would say within my whole career, like one thing always led to another. Um, it's actually really funny because I've never had any sort of like career, like change, like abrupt in that sense. Like every single thing was like the segue for the next. Yeah. So I started doing business coaching a while ago. I mean, I was doing content creation and fashion blogging and all that stuff since 2015, since I was in college. Mm-hmm. So building a career online, um, 
And then I was able to quit my job and whatnot. And we'll probably get into all that. But I, that's what led me to do business coaching. And so I was helping all these girls with business, but I was always talking about confidence. Like even when it came down to like how to sell a product or how to post about it on your stories, like I just, confidence was always at the forefront of every single thing that I did. And so girls always would just come to me for advice in general, because I was like sharing on my stories and whatnot, like, you know, just giving general business advice that I think kind of just led into like, you could actually use this for your personal yeah. life mm-hmm. as well as side is uh, aside from like professional. And so I knew that girls were always coming to me, always wanting more from me and whatnot. And so I wanted to create a brand like that I could, at first I made it an Instagram TV series. So for the girls was like an IGTV. Remember like IGTVs yeah. were a thing for a while? It was things like that, like on video, like recording on video chat and whatnot and just making like little five to 10 minute clips. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, but I feel like I could make this bigger and better and I could do more. And I got to just stop being lazy about like researching podcasts. And mm-hmm. so that's when it actually came to be uh, from doing that. And then every single thing from there led from for the girls, because I just kept sharing more and more and more. And then that turned into coaching because mm-hmm. doing for the girls led all these girls to DMing me, like my boyfriend did this and my friends are doing that. And they're like wanting more and more advice and I'm helping, but I'm like, I can't do all this for free. So that's when I started to do coaching, like confidence coaching. Cause that was never in my plans. And now I don't do business coaching at all. I actually completely segued out of that because it's just not really on brand with my stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so everything kind of like led into it. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool to hear that it was such a natural flow because, you know, you were already doing coaching in a sense. You already understood social media marketing and what you were doing through blogging with that, you said, since 2015. And so now it probably feels pretty good to be doing it with something that you feel so passionate about and that feels so applicable to your life right now. And I definitely think confidence is at the core of everything. So I can imagine that like the impacts that you're able to have with keeping confidence at the core of what you teach and everything you talk about through your show is so important because I think, I mean, obviously that helps people in their lives with relationships, with business and with so much more. Is that kind of at the core of what you see raising the bar of your life to be or um, are there other things that you kind of tie into it? Well, I think that it's like a little bit of everything. And like, even going back to what you were just saying, how now I get to do something I'm so, so passionate about. When I started content creation, I was all fashion focused and I I still love style and fashion and all of that, but I don't love shooting 10 outfits a week anymore. Like I don't love doing that, which at one point I would have like sold my soul to do that. Mm -hmm. Like that, that fashion heavy content doesn't really like, resonate with me at this point same with business like how I was very sales focused on helping people sell and I was selling things and doing lots of business uh like product related content um that doesn't really last I think that not to say that that can't last for other people but for me like everything has to feel like just so aligned with my soul's Mm -hmm. purpose. And I realized that with every single thing, I kept segueing like the self-love into it. And I kept segueing like being unapologetically you. And like, even if I would post a picture of an outfit, my caption was about like being yourself, like, you know, so everything always kind of led back into that. So I feel like, yeah, you know, to full circle answer your question, I think, it makes so much sense how like this is something now that like really like sticks forever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but as far as wait what was like the the final question that you were asking like I like the the tagline of raising the bar of your own life and I was curious what you see um like funneled into that is it really like confidence at the core of it or are there other things that you feel like are on an equal playing field that you talk about just as much so okay I think for me my like main saying or just like the way that I live my life is that you have to do any the way you do anything is the way you do everything and so confidence being at the forefront of that is like I have to put confidence into every single thing I do so of course there's other aspects of it that are important to me as well but for me, I believe consistency is like the main key of literally everything. What, No matter what it is, consistency is at the forefront. So like to give you a little bit more context to that, like I believe that internal success and external success aligns. Like, you know, it's very hard to be physically successful if you're mental, not mentally successful, mm-hmm. right? I believe that like these things align. I believe that you should have the same standards for platonic friendships that you would have for romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I love that. Yeah. Everyone has these ro- of uh, relationship standards and then they have shitty friends. But I believe all of your connections and, you know, community in your life should be held to the same standard and holding yourself to that standard and holding yourself accountable to simply practice what you preach. Going back onto that whole standards thing, I reframed my thoughts around standards into requirements because standards that aren't upheld or aren't enforced are just preferences. They're not requirements. Like for me, my standards were my requirements. Like I don't just talk the talk, I walk the walk. I went, I stayed single throughout all of my 20s. Now I have a boyfriend and I waited exactly for that specific type of relationship. You know, I talk so much about dating and whatnot on my TikTok and girls will comment like, I have the same standards as you. What should I do about this guy though who hasn't answered me? I'm like, you don't have the same standards as me. <laughs> because that guy would have never heard from me again by now. <laughs> like, yeah. So, you know, you can have preferences and things that you think you would like. I would like this type of standard. I would like this type of relationship. But if you don't actually implement those things and those aren't your standards because you're okay with settling for the bare minimum, I've never been okay with that. So aside from the confidence, I'm always just like, high standards, like I've held myself to high standards, my career, friends, relationships, like, so that's why I would say, I get to, I get to proudly and humbly say that I do live my raising the bar lifestyle. Like I do get to say that I have everything I want, because I never settled for anything less than that. So Mm -hmm. I would say that that's one of my like, main core values at the forefront, like of confidence is just like, you have to be consistent with every single day yeah wow I love that I think that that in itself is like already one huge takeaway that our (laughs) listeners are gonna love because I know I already am like wanting to shift my uh my standards to be my requirements because I'm like I have standards but but every once in a while I drop those yeah yeah yeah. like when when I have my requirements yeah when I'm talking to my about standards I tell them like you have to reword it to be requirements because you're making it so easy to bend like you're making Mm -hmm. it so easy to fold and you know you're giving people too much credit like oh maybe he you know forgot like that that 35 year old man didn't forget that he asked you on a date he just not texting you (laughs) like I think it's kind of a hard balance because sometimes like 
you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. And you're like, what if that was me? And I just made a mistake. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think that people, what something that we always say is that you show people how they can treat you based on how you let them treat you. So, you know, if, if you, somebody does that to you and they stand you up and then you're on the phone texting them again the next day, ready to make plans, you're showing them that you're going to continue to show up and that that's your standard. And so I like appreciate what you're saying of like, that has to be your consistent requirement or else it's actually not your standard. Yeah, it's not. Most of the time it's not. (laughs) It's something that you heard somebody else saying, you're like, that sounds like a good idea. (laughs) So have you always kind of been aware that you were interested or working towards raising the bar in your own life? Or was this something that kind of came about more of an immediate flip um, that started you to, you know, get into content creation, get into taking control of your own life? What inspired you to start raising the bar in your own life? I would say that I, I've always been naturally confident. Like I've always been a big dreamer and I've always been the leader. Like I've never like followed what other people do. And I've always been the friend that people come to them for advice. Like I don't ask friends for advice. I'm like, I don't like what anyone ever has to say. (laughs) Um, I mean, even I can even think back, like one, one thing that my grandpa like always reminds me of, or if he's talking about me to other people, he's always telling them that, when I was 10 years old, like he asked me or about 10 years old, I was young, young enough. He asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I want to be a CEO. And I didn't even know what that meant, but right. I just, you knew just that knew it meant, was number one. I just knew that like, if you're the CEO, you're the head bitch in charge. And like, that's all I wanted. Like, that's all that ever meant anything to me. And so that really did always stick with me of like, marching to the beat of my own drum um you know not really ever letting anyone like tell me no like I never took no for an answer and I don't mean that in like you know a a, a bad like creepy yeah. way I just mean in a way that's like if I saw something was possible for someone then I knew it had to be possible for me too mm-hmm. like there there's no one including myself there's no one on this planet that is that special or that unique that can have something that other people can't have like Absolutely. we could all we can all have whatever we put our mind to. And honestly, for me, like, I think because I've always actually taken the steps, like I never, I didn't just like think it, I've always actually taken the steps. So like how I really wanted to have this blog and be like successful in my career. I started my blog, like I said, 2015, I was in college. And when I say blog, I mean, com a blog. And I also like was creating the content on my Instagram and whatnot. Mind you, this was the time when like everyone's pictures are like at the bar and like mm-hmm. I'm posting like my awful outfits and I'm like, <laughs> I'm doing something so like groundbreaking. Um, but it was like such a big deal at that time because really not many people were doing that. And so in that moment, I was like, I'm going to graduate early. I'm going to like eventually somehow figure out how to make this my thing. And so that's basically what I did. I mean, I took extra classes every semester in college. I did winter classes, summer classes. I studied abroad for credit. I had like five unpaid internships, which I don't even know if unpaid internships exist anymore. I'm pretty sure that they've been getting in trouble for like not normal. Like there's no like good morale behind that. But for me, I didn't care. I worked for free because I got the college credit and I graduated school a year early and I got into my job. And then I was able to really start like doing the blog thing more than a few years later, I was able to quit my job and then work for myself full time. And so I've always like 
anything I wanted, I went for it. And so I think that was when I quit my job and I finally like for once in my life was like, okay, now what? Like I'm actually, I'm here now. I think that was really the the full moment when I actually saw the results of everything that I did for years of like, I actually can have everything that I put my mind to. And so I, you know, I would say I saw this quote from somebody once. I really don't remember who it was, but it said like, I'm success. Like, don't ask me why I'm successful. I'm successful because I never gave or took any excuses. And honestly, like it's, it resonates with me so well. Like that was exactly it. Like I said, didn't take no for an answer. Didn't make excuses for myself. Didn't take people's excuses. Uh, any no, you know, I'm, I'm turned into a lesson. Like, and I just, from there really saw my life continue to align and just elevate more and more because if I've already accomplished so much, I mean, I did that by the age of 22 years old at a young age, if I was able to do that, I'm like, imagine how much better it's just going to keep getting. Absolutely. I know earlier on, you said that your internal reality is aligned with your external reality. And it's very clear that that mindset of, um, you know, being passionate and not taking no for an answer really drove you to reach those goals and create your external reality, whether it was graduating early, whether it was quitting your job to be able to work for yourself, what would you say to somebody who is struggling with that internal reality since that really is the key to to creating the physical reality and reaching the goals that we want? How can somebody kind of flip the switch on their internal dialogue or whatever that internal reality is? One of my number one sayings in general, like confidence, career, everything is that confidence is a byproduct of action. So you don't get confident and then take action. You take action and then you get confident. So I'm like really big on messy action. I mean, I look back, the thing that built my career, I look back on and I'm like, ew, right? Like we cringe at the things that we did in the past. So I'm like the amount of like, now I would never do it. Knowing what I know now, I would never do things the way that I used to do it then. But it didn't matter to me because my goals were that important. So first things first is that you have to know what your goals even are. Because so many girls these days, just I just want to be financially free. That's the big thing. I want to be financially free. Okay, why? How? What? What is? What do you want? What are your actual goals? Like for me, my goals were always very tangible. So getting your goals to be tangible instead of these big five-year monstrous plans of like, yeah, I want to be financially free. It's like, well, what, what does that look like for you? Like, what are, how can we break that down into smaller, realistic, tangible goals, action steps? Like for me, when it came to quitting my job, my goal wasn't just to quit my job. My goal with what was like originally my side thing was to make a certain amount of money so that like, okay, I need to bring in this weekly so that I can quit my job. It wasn't just like, okay, quit the job. I needed a tangible way to achieve that. So the tangible way to achieve that was to make sure I made this much money with my side thing. So now with that being the goal, I needed to break that down even more because you don't just say, okay, well, I need to make, I'm making this up. I need to make $2,000 a week. Mm -hmm. How are you going to make 2000? Like every single thing needs the tangible tips behind, like things behind it. So with that being said, it all starts with just taking action. It's the action Mm -hmm. steps need action. And most people think that you have to be confident first. 
I'm not ready. It's not the right time. I'm not confident. I'm not prepared, whatever it might be. Messy action is still taking action and you're going to get confident after. Mm -hmm. Confidence is a byproduct of action. So if you at least do the embarrassing, cringy shit first, first of all, everyone has to pay their dues, right? We've all done it. Like no one just has a million followers. Every single person, Mm -hmm. yeah. you look back and you're like, oh my God, this- you guys through the cringe to get to the cool. Yeah, like yeah. everyone has to be there. There's this one. I don't know if you guys know um Ariel Charnas. Something Navy is her like brand. She's a. Fa- mm-hmm. I know you guys aren't maybe like fashion focused, but she's like a fashion blogger mm-hmm. that I've literally followed for like since 2016. I started following her, so mm-hmm. forever. Now she has three kids. At the time, she didn't have any kids yet. Like, and I remember seeing her outfits and like thinking it was like so great. And now she posts those same outfits that it's like a cheetah belt with like a zebra top and it's like we I look back and and she has three million followers now at the time she honestly she didn't even have a million followers so I'm like from 2016 to now I've watched this girl go from cringe to three million followers built a massive business like you know every single person pays their dues so yeah. someone might come across Ariel's Instagram now oh she's three million followers she's rich and lives a luxurious mm-hmm. life trust me that wasn't how she started I was there. I watched. So, you know, taking that messy action, I just think is like the most important step that you can possibly. And I think once you start, if you actually can make your goals, little realistic goals, you can almost start hyping yourself up because now you could check them off. Like you've accomplished them. Like, don't just put on your goal on your thing. Like I want to make a million dollars because chances are you're not going to make it this year. So now, if you if it's on your vision board and you don't accomplish it this year, now you're starting next year on a low. I didn't I didn't accomplish what I wanted. But if you can actually make smaller goals and allow yourself to celebrate the small wins, like I knocked this off, I knocked that off, then I think you could start like getting actually excited because now you're seeing results. Mm-hmm. So we often talk about confidence as like this recipe for confidence, or that's how we've kind of conceptualized it in the past. Beyond this messy action or taking action first, what are your ingredients for this recipe for confidence? <laughs> I like that. Think of confidence as like the cake and you're like baking yeah. things. Okay, well, I have another like saying that I'm, I wouldn't say I'm trademarked. Maybe I should, but it's like, it's pretty generic. I definitely can't trademark it. <laughs> like my saying that people know, think yeah. of is, is I only want what wants me. I don't, anything that doesn't want me, I don't want it either. Point blank. I don't fear rejection. I don't think about rejection. Rejection doesn't exist in my book because I only want what wants me. So if you don't want it, I don't want it either. That's, that's my thing. I only want what wants me. And for that, I I say like, you know, it completely changes your your mind into like, even when it comes down to jobs, like if a job doesn't want to hire me, like I don't want to work there. Right. If a guy, Mm -hmm doesn't want to take me out and date me. I don't want to be with him. Like I simply don't want anything that doesn't want me. And I've practiced that like in, in everything, even in friend groups. Like if you're not invited, don't ask to go, you know, you don't want to be there. You don't want to be an afterthought. You want to be the main thought. You want to be wanted. I believe everything that we should be going for and desiring in life should be mutually wanted and like a reciprocated feeling Um, and even like, I I tell the girls like that I, with my clients who are single and they, they really like want to meet somebody, whatever. Most of my clients are young too. I'm like, I'm 28 and I just met somebody now. Like if your journey is anything like mine, 
you got six more years ahead of you or seven more years ahead of you of singleness and dating and going through like hard times. Like don't stress what's not for you. Like if this, if this guy took you out once and you haven't heard from him again, like, trust me, you don't want that because nothing feels better than having a mutual like feeling with somebody. So I, I just think, when you know, you know, like, and I don't even mean romantic wise, I mean, in everything, you know, if something is for you. And Mm -hmm. I equally say, if you don't know, you know, meaning if you're confused, it's not for you. Anything that's going to want you back is going to be clear. It's going to be a black and white. There's never going to be that feeling of like, I don't know. I don't know. Like you're going to know. So if you know, you know, and if you don't know, you know, and I, I just think that that's like, probably one of the most important things to help people realize like don't stress the things that just simply aren't meant for you don't worry about it if it's not in your path like it's this or something better that's it it's this or something better so if it's not this something better is coming point blank if it's not this that's because there is something so much better suited for you out there so there's there's a reason why it's not this so Mm -hmm. yeah how would you tell somebody like if a girl came to you and she was feeling like she was like in an imbalanced relationship, whether it was romantic or with a friendship, how would you tell somebody to approach that? Well, I'm really big on communication because I think people are not mind readers. And, you know, so many, so many girls in like with the whole romantic relationship thing, so many girls like will one and done a guy because he didn't like get it right the first time. And I'm like, but he doesn't know what you want, right? He might've just gone out of a relationship with someone who wanted something else. And like, he doesn't know, you have to communicate what you want. You have to make those things clear. So as far as like an imbalanced, whether it be romantic or platonic, you have one off the bat, you have to communicate how you feel. And I think that right there will not only like get everything off your chest, but it'll also tell you everything you need to know based on how that person responds to you. Because that person could very much say, I didn't realize that I made you feel that way. I didn't realize that I was doing that. Say that it is romantic relationships. She might say, well, I need words of affirmation as my love language. And he might be like, oh, all about physical touch. So no, maybe he's not telling you certain things. So you think he doesn't like you because he's not telling you, but he, in his mind, he's like, but I'm so affectionate with you. So of mm-hmm. course I'm showing you, you know, and she's like, all he does is touch me. He never says anything, but all he does is right. So like, you have to communicate that. And from there, I think ultimately the next step is just to identify like how somebody reacts to you, how somebody responds to you and how they make you feel in response to that. A lot of people struggle to communicate because in past friendships or relationships, somebody made them feel dumb for communicating. Somebody made them feel bad or felt like their voice wasn't necessary. Like, you know, oh, you make such a big deal about everything. Oh, why are you still going on about that? Whereas you want to be in a dynamic where someone makes you feel like everything that you feel is important. Everything that you say is important. Like I would never want to make you feel bad. So I think right then and there as well, like you, you'll know, like if, if that person reacts negatively to you, makes you feel really bad, puts you down, then that's just not for you. That's a friendship mm-hmm. or relationship you got to walk away from. And it might sound easier said than done, but like, you're going to live your, the whole rest of your life doing this with that person. Like conversations are only valid if they approve of it. Like you need to be able to have hard conversations. You need to be able to go through the sticky stuff and it's going to happen with friendships too you know like that's gonna happen because people don't realize sometimes that they might do something that hurts somebody so just remember that people aren't mind readers 
communicate. And then from there, you could decide if this is honestly like a safe and secure friendship or relationship for you. Mm -hmm. I think that's good advice because it kind of goes back to if if something wants me and wants me, if it doesn't, it doesn't. I think it's very clear if you if you communicate even one time the way that somebody reacts in, oh my God, I didn't know that. And then they change and try to be more accommodating to your needs. Or if they get defensive and make it about them, then that's clear that that's not for you. Well, that's that right there is like, I always say, don't let someone teach you the same lesson twice. Like you don't need somebody to tell you this, to show you the same thing two times. They Mm -hmm. show you it once you communicate it with them. And then from there, it should, you know, if somebody doing something unknowingly, you know, is unintentional. It's uh, whether it be like, oh, it's a mistake or an honest mistake, or it's just, you know, it's an innocent thing that they didn't know. Now you communicate with them. So now if they do that same thing again, that's intentional. That person does not care about you. And, and even not whether or not they care about you at the very least, they don't listen to you. Mm -hmm. They could care about you. Sure. But if they're not listening, it doesn't matter. Like you need to make sure that you're being heard. And along with communication being important, comprehension is way more important because Mm -hmm shit like communicating can't be the the main goal communicating has to be the bare minimum the goal of the communication of the conversation has to be comprehension because if that person doesn't process and understand what you're saying then everything you just said doesn't matter Mm -hmm. yeah I know this may just be like a me thing but I I don't like the word sorry like I don't think that holds any power in my mind unless it's obviously a niche situation (laughs) where someone is like genuinely being sorry like I don't want to hear you say sorry I want to hear action I want to see action I want to like progress this forward sorry doesn't really mean anything unless there's that yeah action there to back it up so I love that but going back to the phrase I only want what wants me words of affirmation are so powerful and I know everyone uses them a little bit differently or has their own go-to kind of phrases or strategies to support their own lifestyle how has using words of affirmation helped shape your own life? Well, I think words, period, words in general have so much power. They hold mm-hmm. so much power, more than we even realize. So for starters, I mean, you can, there's so many different ways to communicate. I talk a lot about like feminine energy, masculine energy and all that. And a lot of women who really struggle to get in their feminine energy, um, maybe they like lack the patience or they lack the compassion for people. They're very like, like they're very quick with it. And it's like, they don't like that. It's like, no, like, I don't like that or whatever. Like uh, one example, I just, cause I have a podcast episode on this topic. One example that I just gave was as far as like a guy planning a date. So, you know, say that you want a guy to plan the date for you and you have, you, you could either be in a, in a more toxic state or a really divine feminine state where on one, on one end, if he tells you, oh, like, where do you want to go? And, you know, you don't want him to do that. You want him to plan it. You you can go off on him and be like, oh, men should be the ones planning a date. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a lady. I'm a woman. Treat me that way. You know, like you could start getting all defensive and all bent out of shape, or you could get into your really feminine energy and, you know, say things like, I, I trust, I trust your judgment. It surprised me, mm-hmm. you know, I trust your judgment. And that right there would, in, instead of putting a man down, it would motivate him to 
find a place to like satisfy you because you just said, I trust your judgment. I trust your judgment. Surprise me. You look like a guy who knows his way around here. You look like a guy who knows good food. Like I trust you. So that right there is putting, using very few words to put strength into somebody and to motivate Mm -hmm. somebody. So I think the way that we speak to people, to ourselves, all of these things are extremely, extremely important because every single word that you say, you know, affects you, especially you have to like, think about the context behind the words, because sometimes the words have a deeper meaning and and paint a bigger picture. So to give you two examples of what I mean, when I say that the words are deserve and sacrifice, both of these words indicate lack. So I say to remove I deserve or I'm sacrificing from your vocabulary because to give you some context, if someone's saying I deserve, again, going back to girls who are single because this is what I see a lot in my clients, you know, they're very quick to say like, I know what I deserve. I deserve love. I deserve this and I deserve that. Every single time that they say I deserve love, you're basically saying I don't have love. Like that's actually the other way that you're wording it. I deserve love is you're, what you're literally telling me is I'm saying, well, I have no love. I don't have love. So you can replace that with, I appreciate, or I value. I really value love. I really appreciate yeah. healthy mm-hmm. love. And that right there generates so much more abundance in the sentence because you're not speaking like, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, I deserve, I deserve. You're just like, I really value love. I really appreciate a healthy relationship. And the other one that I said was sacrifice. Do you want to learn a new language? Maybe for an upcoming trip, maybe to better connect with friends who speak other languages. Maybe you just want a new skill. Rosetta Stone is going to help get you there. When talking about Rosetta Stone, I always think about when we were maybe five years old and our dad started traveling to China for work. He used Rosetta Stone for Mandarin and obviously Carolyn and I would use it too, especially when we found out that we were going to move to Asia. That is such a core memory for me and I can so vividly remember speaking into the computer listening to the audio and like matching it so vividly and the best thing about rosetta stone is that rosetta stone offers a lifetime membership so you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons all the languages forever so i've been using this lifetime membership to pick back up my mandarin and let me tell you rosetta stone is incredible the way that it is so immersive has me back to being confident in my mandarin so quickly and you can even start from scratch of course they have 25 languages to learn and it's immersive you learn it naturally and you should definitely check it out don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Girls with Goals listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. If you're in college or high school and are looking to build your credit up, then the Ambition Card by College Ave is for you. This is a card that helps you safely build a positive credit history while you are in college. We talk a lot about financial literacy and making sound financial decisions. Cue literally every conversation we've had on dupes and making smart finance decisions ever. And building a solid credit history helps so much, especially when you can get ahead while you're in college. The Ambition Card helps you prepare for post-grad living with no late fees, no interest charges, and no credit check to qualify. Making payments on time will help positively impact and build your credit score. 
The ambition card is specifically designed to help you, not hurt you, and you may not realize how important building a positive credit history while in college is right now, but I promise once you've graduated and are looking into renting your own apartment, opening a new credit card, starting a business, asking for a loan for anything, car insurance, getting a new car, your credit history sticks with you and has the opportunity to get you good deals and loans in the future if it's good, which is why I think this ambition card is such an amazing opportunity to get ahead of building your credit and start strong. It's easy to get started. You can transfer money to your account and even set your own spending limit too. You've got money goals and the Ambition Card will help get you there. Check it out at ambitioncard.com. The Ambition Card is issued by Evolved Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Results may vary. Credit history is impacted by a number of factors. So this one is a good example for like with business because this is basically saying I'm giving something up. I'm I'm sacrificing. I'm giving up. Mm -hmm. But you could replace sacrifice with invest. So with the business example, I, when I used to like start my side businesses and whatnot, and I still had my full-time job, I always worked my side stuff on the weekends because Mm -hmm. I had a full-time job during the week. So I used to always say, I sacrifice my weekends. I'm sacrificing my weekends to grow my business. I'm sacrificing my weekends to hustle and blah, blah, blah. And that tone kept sending the message that I'm giving up my weekends. I'm giving up my weekends. Mm -hmm. But really, what was I giving up? Going to the bar? Like going and getting drunk? Like what am I giving up? I'm not giving anything up. Instead, I'm investing my weekends into my business. And now that language generated abundance around my business and it goes from giving up my weekends, I'm giving up partying to I'm investing into my dream life on, on my weekends. I'm investing into building something great on my weekends. And because of this investment, I'll be able to have it in a few months, a few years and whatnot. And so it just every single word that we say, whether it be out loud or in our heads or whatnot, really does paint another picture. And I think the tone, I could even think back to when I would say like, I'm sacrificing my weekends. Like I did feel bad about it. I did feel like I was always missing out. Like I did mm-hmm. feel like I would see people's Instagrams out having fun and I'm sitting home on my laptop. Like I did feel that way. But then once I switched the words, I was seeing it in a completely different place of like, in a few months, I'm going to have something I'm so proud of that other people won't be able to say that they have mm-hmm. because other people aren't willing to put in the investment that I'm putting in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I hope that that answers your question. Oh, absolutely. Long, long-winded answer. No, I like it because it's less about like saying specific words of affirmation and, you know, sitting down every morning and repeating mantras to yourself, which has its own purpose and more about, hey, let's be mindful of every word that we say because they're all just as important and they're all, you know, reiterating what we believe and what we think we not deserve, but yes, I know. Receiving in our lives, you know. Then you get mindful about it, and in the first few like times, like you, you do start to catch yourself, and you're like, how, how can I replace that? Like, how can? But you do honestly, like, the more conscious you become of it, and the more mindful you become of it, you realize that you don't say like, I never throughout all my time of being single. Once I realized that, I never was like, I deserve this, I deserve that. It almost started to because I like put this in my brain so much it started to give me like almost the ick a little bit to be Mm -hmm. like I deserve better like I started to feel like icky saying that I'm like I don't even like the tone behind that like it just sounds annoying or needy like I don't know I just it starts to get into your head after that and then I I really like I was so mindful with everything and 
also to speak a little more specifically on words of affirmation, like affirmations, that's another big thing too, is because people, you, again, you have to remember that every single thing needs to like, needs to real is going to really hit and it's going to have an effect on you. And so some people keep their words of affirmation, super simple. I'm worthy. I'm deserving. I'm strong. I'm powerful. I'm beautiful. Fine. You're all of those things. That's absolutely fine. But it really holds no weight because it's not actually sending you a specific message. Whereas for me, like one of my favorite affirmations that I always said to myself would be after say that somebody like disappointed me or let me down. I was like, I appreciate how willing I am to give people the opportunity to do right by me, even if they take advantage of it, even if they take me for granted and they don't do me right. I appreciate that I let people, I give people the opportunity to do that because then it teaches me everything I need to know. Every single time anyone has ever let me down, I've learned something, I've gained something, I've gotten stronger. So instead of being like, I'm strong, I'm like, these really hard or bad experiences built my best qualities, made me stronger. Um, and I'm really specific with my affirmations because some people will say like, oh, I let this guy screw me over or I let these friends treat me like shit, blah, blah, blah. But for me, I'm like, I appreciate that I did that because I'd rather learn like from somebody showing me like in black and white instead of people saying, don't bother with that person and me just listening to them. I, I I appreciate that I'm willing to let people show me that they can do right by me. And then if they don't and I get proven wrong, so be it. It's not like I have anything to lose out of it. So I think as far as affirmations go, you gotta, you gotta remember that every single word like needs to, re- is gonna really hit. And sometimes keeping it super generic just isn't gonna make an effect on you. Yeah. So I know that this, um, words of affirmation and using words and language to your power was a recent episode of yours, as well as the laws of energetic attraction, which I feel mentally, I kind of group those things and I find them so interesting. I know there are four laws that you talked about. So what are these kind of four main laws of energetic attraction that you use in your own life? So Okay, getting into all of them and I'll, and I'll break them down so that you can understand what each one means as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one is we attract who we are. So everyone and everything is your mirror. You're always going to get out what you put in. And this is why I say standards are so important because having high standards prevents you from low quality experiences. So the, when you realize we attract who we are, you will start to see, even generally speaking, like, Love attracts love. Hate attracts hate. Why do you think trolls on social media form in packs? And, you know, Mm -hmm. the bullying comes in that because hate attracts hate. Love attracts love. Like everything attracts its its mirror. So ultimately, I think if, you you know, you don't want to keep attracting low quality experiences, then you need to have higher standards. Um, Number two, intuition clarifies smarter choices. So this is about trusting yourself and trusting in your gut feelings, really listening to your intuition to be able to make better decisions. I know everyone is in their delusional era. Like, I don't know if you see this on TikTok. It's like the Delulu era, whatever. Like, that's the big thing right now. So everyone likes to romanticize everything. 
I am like the um what do you what do you call like I'm like the party pooper okay so like I (laughs) I believe in taking off the rose-colored glasses I believe in seeing things in black and white because if you see things for what they are it's going to really help your gut feelings it's going to make the situation so much clearer than it would be say that you have those rose colored glasses on, you're in that delusional era, you're romanticizing everything. What that's doing is make blurring, you know, your vision. And now you're seeing everything with tons of gray areas. Well, like instead of it being like, no, this guy is not calling you. It's like, well, you know, so because it's an over romanticized way (laughs) of seeing. Mm -hmm. So if you can make things as clear as possible, your gut and your intuition is going to tell you everything you need to know. It's going to speak up. It's going to, you're going to feel it. You might actually physically feel it. Um, and you're also just going to know it in your gut and you're just going to know it. So listen to your intuition, listen to your gut, and you're going to, you know, have a much better, much better, easier way of making choices and making decisions. Um, number three is seeing the best in good people magnetizes them. This goes a lot with the words of affirmation because I believe we can make good things great. We can make great relationships amazing with things like words of affirmation or whatever it might be, just really showing and expressing your appreciation for someone, even as as simple as just saying, I appreciate you. Um, For me, I'm very sensitive to words. So I know firsthand um, how words can make or break a situation or make a, or break a relationship words can take away someone's trust instantly like some like imagine if you've ever told someone something in confidence or you've told somebody like your weak points or insecurities and then in an argument they use it against you and now it's like I'll never say anything to you again right yeah. I'll never trust you again I'll never even want to confide in you again yeah. um whereas Um, The opposite end is, you know, using words to lift somebody up, to really empower somebody. So, you know, I think letting it be known, like if you have someone or something in front of you that you really value, you should let it be known. I think people really struggle to like express themselves and they hold back on communicating those things because they fear rejection or because they fear judgment or because like I said before that in, in the past, they had their voice silenced and they felt really dumb expressing themselves. But if you could get yourself into a place of really practicing words of affirmation, um, you'll, you'll watch how your good relationships and friendships and people just thrive and everything just starts to improve and become better. Um, and people just appreciate being told, you know, even if words of affirmation is not their number one love language, like there's just something really special about somebody actually telling you how they feel. Um, and then the last one, number four, is that soulful giving generates abundance. So this is about being generous and giving, expecting nothing in return. So it doesn't have to be a gift. It could be, uh, it could be acts of service. It could be literally anything, just a, a way of giving and showcasing generosity that genuinely feels good. Um, and, and it's coming from, it's not coming from a place of like, I'm going to lack something like it's not going to trigger a scarcity mindset because generosity when it's coming from the heart or, you know, when it's something you really want to do is actually very fulfilling. And it actually makes you feel way more fulfilled as a person to give to somebody when you don't have to just because you want to. So Mm -hmm. that's why I say soulful giving 
because it's coming from the soul. It's not like I have to do this. It's like, I want to do this. The littlest things, this made me think of you. Oh, I knew you liked this one thing. So I picked it up or I knew you didn't have gas in your car. So I put gas, like literally just whatever, just doing something or giving something to someone, um, you know, to really fuel that fulfilling, abundant feeling, not that scarcity lacking feeling. Yeah, those are great. Where did you learn about these four laws? Are there more or are these kind of the four that you focus on? Um, there's definitely probably more, but of course, whenever I like do my research and certain things, I, I always pick what truly resonates with me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's always going to be so many different ways that people, uh, what's the word people's own like rendition of something. There's yeah. going to be people's, you know, spin on something. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm just big on making sure that whatever I say, like I can practice what I preach and that it really resonates with me. So I'm mm-hmm. not big on just like, oh, this, you know, you know, okay. I'm like not a big like therapy person. So something I really don't talk about is like attachments, like attachment styles. Like I, mm-hmm. that's something I don't really speak about. Girls have constantly asked me to share. Can you talk about the attachment styles? And I'm like, I don't even know what my attachment style is. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think like there's all different like ways that people can kind of put their own spin on something that may already be pre-existing, but just resonates like with you yourself. Mm-hmm. For sure. When you have big goals in a busy schedule, like all Girls With Goals listeners do, because that is exactly why we are here, it can be so difficult to actually find time for wellness. Even though it's a core value for all of us, small wellness habits can easily be buried by everything we have going on. This is why we have Fleur Marche. Fleur Marche delivers simple, quality, affordable wellness solutions for life's daily challenges. It's founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers, hustlers, and activists on the front lines of change, And their mission is to help you feel 100% every single day with fun and easy to understand plant-powered wellness products. Caroline and I have both been using the Fleur Marche Botanical Wellness Patches and have really, really enjoyed them because they're so easy and honestly, so cool. They're different than a lot of the products I've used in the past for sleep, relaxation, focus, and relief, which are just some of the patches that Fleur Marche offers. Because they're both effective and fun, I think that's why I've been more intentional about this wellness habit with Fleur Marche because I actually enjoy using the patches. So go check out all the patches and all the products that Fleur Marche has for you and try them for yourself. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with the promo code GOALS at checkout. Go to F-L-E-U-R-M-A-R-C-H-E.com and use code GOALS for 20% off your first order. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before your period where you just want to crawl out of your skin, not able to keep up a routine or maintain healthy habits. Because personally, I just lose all steam. I feel down or just super off and that's why happy mammoth has been so helpful these past few months happy mammoth the company that created hormone harmony is dedicated to making women's lives easier and that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women they make no compromise when it comes to quality and it truly shows happy mammoth has what you need for gut health hormone balancing detoxification anti-aging beauty mood clarity sleep and even a really comprehensive quiz that will make sure you know what products are right for you so check out what happy mammoth has for you and see what you might want to try for a limited time you can get 15 percent off your entire first order at happymammoth.com just use the code goals at checkout that's happymammoth.com and use the code goals for 15 percent off today so beyond we've talked about using language and the power of words we've talked about the laws of energetic attraction confidence are there any other core values or pillars that you focus on 
and guide your audience to focus on that support, an elevated, confident, raising the bar type of lifestyle? Um, you know, I, I think, of course, ultimately, I, I, I think that many people in life, like the average person probably settles or is set up to settle or just has a belief around settling. But I, I don't know if this is necessarily like a pillar or a core value, but I, I do think that one of my main things with my confidence coaching clients that I always say, like if I were to, you know, if you were to listen to an ad or if you were to read on my website, I say, I help women go from settling to believing they can have it all. Mm-hmm. And I just think that one that's like really at the forefront of everything is like to remind yourself, you don't have to settle. If you really put your mind to it, you can have everything that you want. You don't have to choose, you know, you don't have to say, can I can't have this and that like I believe in abundance you know I believe abundance over scarcity 100% of the Mm -hmm. way I believe that you know there's always more to go around and there's always enough for you so what one person has doesn't mean oh now I can't have this you know she's already taken it or this is oversaturated um so I I just I'm really big on knowing that you don't have to settle yeah in any way that that looks like career friendships, relationships, the hobbies, like you, you, if you want something bad enough, you, you could put your mind to it. And maybe with a little bit of coaching or with a little bit of personal development, whether it be listening to podcasts and whatnot, maybe it'll help you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you have to want it for yourself because no one can literally, no one could get in your brain and rewire it. You have to see it for yourself, believe it for yourself. Like right before this, I actually, I just had my final session with one of my clients and that that was like, you know, we were talking about how much of a difference that she's making over the past few months. And she, she even said it. And I love when, when people can actually see this for themselves and admit it. She said, she's like, you helped me so much. She's like, but I'm so proud of myself because it really, I had to be the one to like make the decisions to like implement these changes and, you know, stick to these boundaries. And I said, you got it right, girl. Don't, you don't have to give me any credit. That's fine. I'm just here to like help you. But at the end of the day, like, because you believed in yourself, you made those changes. And now she's like, I would never, you know, we look back on at the end of my sessions with my clients, we look back on like the questionnaires and stuff that you fill out and do before we even get started and seeing certain things that she said, you know, about herself, she was like, I would literally never speak to myself like that. Now I would never say that about myself. I would never feel that way about myself. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it is like, it's really important for people to know that you don't have to settle and you don't have to speak badly to yourself. You can, you can change your whole life around if you choose to. Yeah. That's amazing to hear what a great experience and point of growth that she's had. Throughout. Yeah. I know and I love that she like recognizes like you helped me but I'm proud of myself I'm like yes that's good good because most people like then they get stuck in like wait but now if I'm not gonna like work with you like I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm like okay then I did not do my job here yeah because it's like we can listen to as many podcasts as we can listen to we can read as many books we can hear encouragement but at the end of the day it's us that has to change our own habits and thought patterns and take the action yeah exactly so switching to more of the details of your life and what you practice one of my favorite things to talk about guests is your ideal day to help us kind of get to know you better and just get a glimpse into what you do on a 
on a day-to-day basis, walk us through like a typical ideal day in your life. If you got everything done that you want and need and prioritize during your day. Okay. So what's really important to me is like time freedom over anything. Um, I know a lot of people talk about financial freedom, but I'm like, as long as I can pay my bills, it's all that matters because I need time freedom. Like if I'm good with what I'm doing, that's what's important to me. So from the beginning, from the get-go, I sleep until it feels right. Like I don't set alarms in the morning unless I absolutely had to, like if I had an appointment, but I don't like from, I work from home and I, my quote, quote office hours start at 9am. So if I sleep until 8.45, fine. If I sleep until 7.30, fine. Like I'm not big on setting an alarm and having like a specific morning routine every single day just because I really value my sleep. <laughs> um, and then if I do wake up early enough, I'll get a workout in, but I'm not big on forcing myself. I do enjoy working out. I previously had a trainer. I was working out four days a week, but I moved and where I live now, is just a kind of a different lifestyle. And so I still try, I get to the gym if I get, if I wake up early, early enough, but if I don't, I'm not going to kill myself over it. Um, and then I usually have my coaching clients, like a call or two in the morning. Um, and I'll try to be done with that prior to like 11 AM, like mm-hmm. 10, uh, like I'll have it at like 9 AM, 10 AM, and maybe I'll be done by like the afternoon. So then the whole, I like to have the whole rest of my day free so that whatever's on my to-do list I can decide like do I do this today do I do this tomorrow Mm -hmm. Um, so after that after I get through my clients is when I'll I'll make lunch I'll eat because I'm not a big breakfast eater sometimes Mm -hmm. I do most of the time Mm -hmm. I don't so I usually save my first meal for like 12 o'clock so I'll make like some lunch. I'll make like a sandwich or a Caesar salad. Those are like my go-to things. <laughs> Loves a Caesar salad. Yeah, love a Caesar salad. <laughs> and then from there, I usually like w- would work on either my podcast. Like I, you know, I like to do little bits for each episode. Like, you know, so say my episodes come out on Mondays. So mm-hmm. like during the week, I'll like get brainstorm my ideas then I'll start putting the notes together. Then I'll actually record. So like each day has a little bit of a different task. So I work a little bit toward that each day um, until I feel like it. Then I take a nap. I'm a big napper. Like I will, I, by three o'clock always, if I didn't nap yet, I'll nap at three o'clock. So like I, I am, a, I am a big yeah. napper. And then after that, I like to make dinner. So whether I make it for myself or if I cook for my boyfriend that comes over, I'm all, I always cook dinner. I really don't go out to eat during the week. Um, and I really like to be in bed by like nine o'clock and watch mm-hmm. TV. I'm like a big lay in bed, have, have a movie on or the TV mm-hmm. on all year round. I basically watch Christmas movies. So I'm probably mm-hmm. watching a Christmas movie. If there's oh something gosh. wrong with me, I'm not sure what it is. But no, it's kind of iconic. That's fun. Yeah. I'm always watching. Like the other day I was watching something on Hulu. Some Christmas movie came up as like a recommended for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Great. That girl, I, I forget what it's called, but her, the I remember the, the lead actress, Jana Kramer. Um, I only know her because she was in One Tree Hill. Yeah, the name sounds super familiar. Yeah, I don't know if you ever watched One Tree Hill, but she she was in it and she was in the movie. So I'm like, all right, I know her. I'll put it on. So <laughs> I'm like always watching Christmas movies. So I like to be in bed pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not I go to sleep early doesn't matter. I just like to relax. I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. As you see, like I said, I value my sleep. So that's, that's awesome. Where, 
I like the concept of yeah. time freedom. People don't talk about that as much as they do yeah. other types of freedom. Yeah. And you know, that whole day that I just told you is basically from home. Like I really don't leave the house on an average day. So that's the reality of, of my lifestyle. If it was a day where maybe I didn't have client calls, cause I don't have client calls every single day. So if there was a day I don't have client calls, that would give me some time to like go out more, whether mm-hmm. it be going to lunch or seeing friends or going by my mom's house, like whatever that might look like. Yeah. Um, or even just like getting my like appointments, my facials, my nails, like things like mm-hmm. that. Those are the things that I do usually when I don't have a client call because the client calls are an hour. So they take up time. So um, I would say for the most part, it's like I have my true work days and then I have like my my me days, you know? Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I love the concept of, I feel like I'm the same way. I work off of like a to-do list and yeah. I have to get it done. I will get it done, but by the time you need to get it done. But like, if something is due or like, I need to get something done by a certain time, like it may be an hour before that I start and finish it. And like, that's, I will get it done, but I need the freedom to kind of pick and choose when I do it. Yes. Well, listen, I have a good to-do list tip because I'm a big to-do list girl. So, you know, put everything on your to-do list. Say, and let's say that you have six things on there. If you have six things on there, three of those things are non-negotiables for today. Mm-hmm. Now, whatever, now you could potentially get through all six things on your to-do list, but say that you don't say that your time is running out. You have something else to do. You have somewhere to go. You absolutely have to get those three non-negotiable things done, no matter what. And then the next day, those final three things become your non-negotiables of the nice. So it's like, even if there was two things or one thing that non-negotiable has to get done and every single thing in the exact order that they are left that did not get done becomes your one, two, three non-negotiables mm-hmm. for the next day. And this way you at least feel like you're getting every single thing done on your to-do list. But if something is not as much of a priority, it doesn't need to stress you out today, you know, like, cause that's stressful. Like if something doesn't need to get done right now and you're looking at your to-do list and you're like, there's so much on here that I'm overwhelmed, you know, make certain things highlighted or bold them. And those are your non-negotiables. And then the other things become highlighted or bolded, you know, tomorrow. And that's your non-negotiables then. Love it. Well, Victoria, thank you so much for coming on Girls With Goals. We're so grateful to have you and get to learn more about you and your show for the girls. For our listeners, so they can find you and raise the bar on their own lives, where should they look for you? So I am on Instagram and TikTok with my full name. I have a dot in the middle. So it's Victoria.Alario, A-L-A-R-I-O. I'm sure that you'll have it linked for them. Um, and then For the Girls is anywhere you can listen. And it's also on Instagram as For the Girls.podcast. And then like, I know we didn't really talk too much, but Vixen Label that you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, that's at also on Instagram or just VixenLabel.com, which is V-I-C-S-E-N, the label. So it's Vixen, like with an X, but it's Vixen because it's a combination of Victoria and Sensual. And that's how love it is that name. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, you those can, will- everything is linked in my bio too. So like, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah we will have all those links below in the show notes so if you are listening from girls with goals you can go check out everything for the girls victoria vixen and if you are coming from any of victoria's pages or show we are so grateful that you chose to hang out with us and learn a little bit more about her and 
think we hope you guys stick around for more girls with ghouls episodes we are doing a swap so girls with ghouls listeners get excited because we are going on for the girls and so we have two episodes for you guys all together Yes, amazing. I'm actually really excited for this swap. Yeah, this this was such a great episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and getting to know Victoria. We will talk to you guys next Monday. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.